What are the expectations for the Boston Celtics? How has Joe Missoula been different than Ime Udoka? We'll talk about all that today. Welcome into the Locked on NBA preview. I'm Nick Engstead of Locked on NBA, and I'm joined by John Corrales, Locked on Celtics and Locked on NBA, to give you everything you need to know about the Boston Celtics going into the postseason. John, the, the, the coaching change has been probably the biggest story around the Celtics this season, but what's the biggest on-court story? If you're looking at just the basketball, what's the biggest on-court story for this team? Oh, boy, the on-court story is their their depth, I would say, their ability to throw multiple looks at another team. Uh, obviously, you've got Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown as your two stars, potentially two All-NBA guys, but you can start Derek White or you can start Robert Williams. If you want to go big, you can start Rob. If you want to go small, you can start Derek. you got Malcolm Brogdon as a very strong six-man-of-the-year candidate coming off the bench. He's He's good enough to start on just about any other team in the NBA. So the Celtics have a lot of different ways that they can go. And when you're in a playoffs and trying to make a deep run and you've got three, four potential different matchups in front of you, being able to kind of adjust and play big or small, you know, go go heavy with the guards, go heavy with the bigs, That that's really going to be able to, uh, to give them an advantage because you don't really have to change what you do uh, to maintain a good matchup against an opponent. You mentioned this depth, and there's been times this season when like good players, like Grant Williams, will get a DNP CD or, or something like that. What's the playoff rotation? If you're looking at it right now, let's say in a first-round series, maybe second-round series, what's the starting lineup, the rotation all the way through, and then is anyone on the bubble right now? Yeah, I think they're probably going to start smart Derek White, Jalen Jason, and Al Horford. Uh, just that keeps some continuity. I know last year, Robert Williams was in the starting lineup and this year he has been in and out of the starting lineup, but because of his injury, because of the surgery that he had that, that held him out for most of the start of the season, like a third of the season, it's just, it, it makes sense to have that continuity from what you've built this year. So they, but they always know they can, they can go back to a Robert Williams as a starter, uh, if they need to, but I would expect Derek white as the starter, which pushes Rob into a bench role with Malcolm Brogdon and Grant Williams. Those are the those are the eight guys. If you're looking at an eight-man rotation, Brogdon off the bench, uh, and Grant Williams is kind of an in-between, can play a little bit on the wing, can play a little bit down low, and uh, Grant Williams, I should say, and then Robert Williams is your, is your rim runner. He can finish. Any of these guys can finish. That's the, the big thing for them. Uh, and on the bubble, they know that they can go to a – Sam Hauser, who just hit nine three-pointers in a game. They know they can go to a Mike Muscala, who has some size and he can hit the three. And if they need to go really deep, they can go to a Peyton Pritchard in case you know something goes absolutely wrong with the ball handlers. I mean, I know it was a JV game, but he just dropped the 30-point triple-double. So he, he is capable of doing some things uh, when he has an opportunity. So those three guys are, are, are kind of out, but able to give the Celtics a boost if there's some sort of weird injury or foul trouble or anything like that. What are the biggest strengths and weaknesses for the Celtics this season? How do they win games and how have they lost games in general this year? Yeah, the winning winning and losing is just tied to their ball movement and, and their pace of play. If they come down and isolate too much, then they're going to put themselves in a position to lose because what ends up happening is Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown do a little too much. And when they do a little too much, you go back to the NBA finals 
turnovers, live ball turnovers that they, the other team can get out into transition. So it's it's two sides of the same coin as far as winning and losing. If they are playing well, which means getting off the ball quickly, moving the ball, multiple passes, multiple paint touches, attacking, secondary attacks, that type of basketball, they're just basically unstoppable. When they play that kind of offense, no one can guard them because there's so many guys that can hit so many different kinds of shots. So if they do that, they're going to be fine. But it's very easy to lull them into chasing mismatches. And, you know, the Warriors are really, really good at that. They they throw kind of like a, a player out there that's weak, and it's it's more bait than anything. It's like <laughs> that gift. Like, no, that's bait. That's that that becomes something that the Celtics can try to hunt and Tatum or Brown will, will go for it. And they they're so good defensively that they kind of draw draw in a drive and then help and can force turnovers. And when somebody get turns the ball over deep into the paint, it always turns into layup down the other way. So pace of play is the absolute top priority for the Celtics. What are the expectations for this team from let's do three levels from the fans, the team itself, and then you, where do they expect? Is it finals or bust or is there something else that this team is looking at? Now all three levels are saying finals and championship that this is, this is supposed to be a championship team. They, they lost in the finals last year and you go back and look at those finals again. You say, Oh man, they had some opportunities, but they lost to a more experienced team. Well, now the Celtics have that experience and depending on how things go, they have a pretty good set of matchups, even though the second seed is a little bit of a tougher road than the first seed. But even if it's Miami, which nobody really wants to play Miami in that first round, or Atlanta, <laughs> uh, whoever whoever it is, the Celtics should be able to, to handle that. Uh, a second-round matchup, presumably against Philly, the Celtics have matchups there that, they can, you know, th- that will make them hard to guard. And it's going to be interesting to see how Philly even – comes close to stopping the Celtics. And then against Milwaukee, presumably they show they've shown that they can play Brooke Lopez off the floor. And if Brooke Lopez isn't there defending the the paint, then that that changes fundamentally what the Milwaukee Bucks do defensively. And so the Celtics can can, can take advantage of that. And then if they want to go Robert Williams against Bobby Portis, uh, you know, off the bench, then the Celtics gladly take that. So the matchups looking ahead are in favor, and I don't think anybody in the West can hang with whoever comes out of the East, Boston, Milwaukee, even Philadelphia, if they get their act together. So I like the Celtics' chances. They should at least get to the conference finals. They should get be able to get past Milwaukee, and I think the expectation should be a championship. The FanDuel line right now to get out of the East, plus 165, that second after just the uh, Milwaukee Bucks, plus 110. Sixers are plus 500, so they're a little bit behind the Celtics there. So FanDuel is, is kind of with you. Like, hey, it, they, they have a really good chance to. I don't know if they're the favorite because of Milwaukee and all that, yeah. but they're, they're just right there. Um, the, the roster is largely the same, with, with Malcolm Brogdon being the big difference, but Joe Mazzula has been a big change, and I've heard you talk on Lockdown Celtics this season about how they're playing differently. They're playing Joe Mazzula ball a little bit more than, than Emi Adoka ball. What's the difference, and what are fans and people going to see that's different from this Celtics team that's set up by the coach? Yeah, it's a little bit more offense-first kind of approach. They, they've, they've said all along that we're focusing a lot more on offense this year than we did in the past, which is why you, 
I would expect them to start Al Horford without Robert Williams because when you start Robert Williams, that that leaves somebody in that dunker spot down on the baseline, and it, it kind of encourages some of the Celtics to take those mid-range shots, which is fine if it's Jalen Brown. He's become a mid-range master, but you want to take those shots not because your own teammate is there. You want to take those shots because you've worn the defense down. They've kind of packed the paint and and they've they've dropped to a point where that's your most open kind of cleanest look. So I think the Celtics under Missoula are very much more a, an offensive oriented team that is obviously they'll they'll say defense first. Missoula will say defense <laughs> first. They they're really an offense first team under him. Hey, look. Ime was an, a forward who had to work, 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 and bust his butt to, to be what he was as a player. That showed up in the personality of the team last year. Joe Mazzulla in college was a hard-nosed point guard who wanted to run the offense, and, and he coaches like a hard-nosed point guard running an offense. So if it, it goes back to that pace of play thing that I said before. He wants them to play with that pace. And he knows that if you can play with that pace and score, that encourages the defense because what do you want as an offensive player when you're scoring with ease? Give me this ball back so I can go score again. That's how he's encouraging the defense. So we're looking much more at a team that wants to put up 120-130 as opposed to a team that wants to win a 110-98 to game. Defense in today's NBA is, is 110. Defense in today's NBA. Uh, go listen to Lockdown Celtics daily with John Corrales. However the, the run goes, it'll be definitely interesting. So go check it out on YouTube, wherever you get your podcast. Thanks so much for hanging out with us on the Lockdown NBA Playoff Preview.